Hey, welcome to the Faith NFM podcast. We appreciate your time today, and we encourage you to head on over to faithnfm.com where you can find the notes for this presentation, as well as links to all that's happening around Faith Assembly. Our hope is that this message helps move you forward in your faith journey. Again, good morning. Uh, Who is just ready for more in these next 21 days of prayer, right? And fasting. In fact, that's our theme for this year is believe for more. Everybody say, believe for more. Come on, say it like you mean it. Believe for more. I think a lot of times in our faith, we kind of go through the motions of maybe just showing up and just saying, hey, I'm, I'm maybe punching the ticket. I want to challenge us and encourage us this year, not just to be people that go through the motions, but actually stepping out and saying, God, you are great. God, you are powerful. God, you are worthy and you can do so much more. We believe that and we know that. And that's what we're going to be looking at in the next couple weeks. We're going to be talking about believing for more and how we kind of set the table, set our hearts, set our minds to receive and believe for more from God. So I titled this morning's message, Believe for More Fasting. We're going to be talking about fasting. Maybe some of you are familiar with the term. I would just want to define it simply from a biblical standpoint is this, fasting is abstaining from food for spiritual purposes. Abstaining from food for spiritual purposes. Now, I want to bring some clarity there because sometimes we get that a little confused on what exactly fasting is. Uh, My very first fast, this is what I did. Uh, I fasted ice cream. You're like, whoa, Pastor Blake, that's spiritual. I was in college. I was 18. It was my first fast. I got the speaker was up in our chapel service, and he was like kind of speaking with that, uh, that, that fire and brimstone voice, and he was like, you guys need to fast something. And I was like, whoa, okay, I'm going to dodge this a little bit, and I'm going to fast ice cream. Here was the challenge. When I gave up the ice cream at lunch and in the cafeteria and at dinner, you know what I did? I just switched over to brownies. I switched over to cookies. I even justified the smoothie and the milkshake. Like, and I worked, I played all these games. And I just want to challenge you when it comes to fasting, fasting isn't something that is, it's it's a heart thing between you and God. It's also something that Jesus says, but when you fast, not that we shouldn't fast, not that it's, uh, uh, it's, it's more of like it comes with the nature of being a follower of Jesus. And that's what I want to encourage you with. See, a lot of times in our, in our faith journey, we want God to do more. We want God to show up and show out in our life, but we kind of do one foot in, one foot out. What can we get by with? And God, will you please show up? God, I want to see results. God, I, God, I, I want a promotion at work. God, I need clarity in a decision. God, I want a better relationship with my spouse. And, and we want all these things, but we're really not positioning ourselves to really say, hey, How can God do more in my life? Fasting positions us to see and believe for more from God. Who wants to see more from God in your life? Who wants to believe for more with God in your life? We want to step out. We want to own that. And we want to have a 2023 year that might not be your best year yet, but it might be your greatest year relationship year with Jesus yet. 
You know, for some of us, we look back and it's like, new year, new me, or it's like, it's the best year ever. And let's be honest, some of us, our glory years are behind us. But you know what we can do? Grow deeper in our relationship with the Lord, and that's what it's about. So fasting, it positions us to see more from God and to believe for more from God. Let's set the table real quick, and let's look at three examples. We see in Luke chapter 4, verse 2, before Jesus jumps into ministry, he sets the table in his heart and his mind with fasting. In Luke chapter 4, verse 2, it says, where he was tempted by the devil for 40 days, Jesus ate nothing all, at, Jesus ate nothing all that time and became very hungry. So Jesus just drank water for 40 days. We call this the ultimate absolute fast. We see in Daniel, Daniel, this, this man in the Old Testament who would, would uh, translate visions and dreams on behalf of kings and would talk to them. This is what happened whenever he would go through and what was taking place during his fast. He says, all that time I had, no, I had eaten no rich food, no meat or wine t- crossed my lips. And I used no fragrant lotions until those three weeks had passed. Now, I know some men, you're like, there goes the vanilla-smelling scented lotion for the next 21 days, right? No, we're not saying that. We're not going that far. But this one is deemed as the, the Daniel fast, where it's no meats, no sweets, no carbs. And at the end of our message today, we're going to talk about how we're going to fast and give you some options on what might work for you and, and your dieting and, and, and your nutrition. And we're never going to say do something and just make everyone do it. We want to do what is healthy between you and God. And we believe fasting positions us to receive for more from God. That's why we're talking about it today in the year of 2023. We see Jonah in chapter 3, verse 10, where Jonah and, and, and the, the Ninevite people are basically going to be condemned, and basically it's, it's it for them. But they come together, they dress in burlap, and, and they come and they, they pray and they fast. And when they do that, God radically changes his mind and gives them reprieve. In Jonah 3, 10, it says, when God saw that, that what they had done and how they had put a stop to their evil ways, he changed his mind and did not carry out the destruction he had threatened. The fast positioned and moved God to work on their behalf. Sometimes I think we overlook, we skip past fasting, we, we say, hey, I don't, I don't really want to do that. Maybe you've taken the shortcut like I have and said, hey, I'll just receive some brownies and cookies and really you've given up nothing. I want to challenge you in this moment, be praying, be saying, God, how do you want to use me, speak to me, work in my life? What's something maybe I need to to give up? What's something that I need to give over to you? To spend more time in my word with you and prayer with you? Seeking and searching you. So today, for the rest of our time together, I want to talk to you about why fasting and how we're going to fast or how you can fast to receive and position yourself to receive more from God. So why fast? The first one is this, we fast to engage in a deeper level of worship with God. 
we fast to engage with a deeper level of worship with God. So, when we look at our life and we're sitting there and we're expecting God to, to do something and we're waiting and we're searching and we're seeking, I would encourage you a fast puts you in the, the starting blocks for God to, to give you the race to run. It, it's, it's the gym time before the game. It's the study behind the scenes to be willing to take the test. It's saying, God, I want you to speak into my life. God, move in my life, work in my life. And it's this time of waiting, of saying, God, I'm going to focus centrally on you. In Luke chapter 2, verse 37, we see this lady by the name of Anna. She's a prophet. She's a widow. And, and she sits at the temple. She's worshiping and praying and fasting and waiting for God, and she's given the greatest revelation of all. Then she lived as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but stayed there day and night, worshiping God with fasting and prayer. And in Luke chapter 2, 38, she says, she came along just as Simeon was talking with Mary and Joseph. She began praising God. She talked about the child, everyone who had been waiting expectantly for God to rescue Jerusalem. See, let's look at this sequence of what took place right there. This lady is fasting, she's worshiping, she's praying to God. And then Jesus walks by, then, or Mary and Joseph walk by. Revelation happens. See, a lot of times in our Christian walk in our faith, we want God to give us the steps, give us the decision, show us all what needs to take place. And really the starting point is, hey, God, I need to worship you. See, the sequence is worship, fasting and prayer, godly revelation. It's not revelation and I know everything to do, and then, oh, because I know everything to do, I'll fast, and I'll pray, and I'll praise. So I want us to, to look at that and apply that in our lives. Living in obedience means I'm going to search and seek, praise, fast, and say, God, I, I want to have a, a deeper level of worship with you. We see in Acts 13, 2, God moves again in the fast and prayer. One day, as these men were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, appoint Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I have called them. They entered into deep worship. They fasted and they prayed. And then God revealed the assignment. Fasting and prayer and that deep level of worship that you might be seeking and searching right now. You're saying, God, I don't know what to do with some of my decisions. God, I don't know what to do with some of my relationships. God, I'm struggling. I'm concerned. I'm confused. I'm stressed to the max. I'm overwhelmed with anxiety and depression. I would say, let's pause, fast, seek, search, worship, and pray to God. And then wait for revelation to occur in your life. Wait for him to move in your life. Another reason we fast is this. We fast to see what 
controls us. You want to know what controls you, take it away. You want to know what you really struggle with, just remove it from the pantry. Maybe don't engage in some of that activity. I call this kind of the the revelation, the danger zone when it comes to fasting. See what controls you. My wife, she's very creative and I love her creativity. In fact, uh, you know, every year it's like almost a new theme in our house. She loves to decorate and it's awesome. She did this basket wall. Anybody familiar with a basket wall? It's basically you take baskets and you put it on a wall and, and it's art. It's art. Picking up one from I'm like, yeah, creative. You know, it's cool. Well, this past couple of days, we started taking down the baskets. Well, she hung them up with nails. So when you put 20 baskets on a wall, there's not just 20 nail marks or holes in the wall. It's almost, you know, doubled, tripled that. So we look at the wall and we're kind of thinking, maybe we might need a new wall. You know, like, do we need to spackle this thing and then we need to, like, paint it again? And we start looking at that and we're like, oh, there's a lot of, hey. But I learned early on, and, and you might be able to relate to this one, that, hey, honey, the house is yours. You decorate it any way you like. That looks good. Do we want to play connect the dots? Like, woo, like, I'm for that. But see, fasting is kind of similar, like taking the baskets down from the wall and seeing all the holes that might be in our life. Might see some of the punctures in our life. Some of the places we're dropping things in our life. Fasting reveals some of our struggles in life. We fast to see what has gripped us, what maybe has an anchor or a weight in our life. David, arguably the greatest king of all time, says this is Psalm 69 and 10. When I wept and humbled my soul with fasting, it became my reproach. Humbled his soul with fasting. Why we fast is to look at some of the issues that we have. If you're a prideful person, Guess what's going to come to the surface whenever you engage in a fast? The valuation of your pride. If you're a selfish person, what's going to come to the level? What's going to come to the surface? Your selfishness. If you're an individual that's maybe struggling with different areas, giving up things, and you're searching and seeking for different uh, uh, maybe remedies to, to fill some voids in your life, it's going to come apparent in your fast. So we have to always look at maybe what are some of the, the big issues of our life so we can address the issues in our life. It's not just saying, hey, there's, there's, some, there's a wall and there might be holes in the wall. Let me just hang something over the, the holes and then the wall be fine. It doesn't work like that. See, a fast reveals, hey, God, I have this issue of, of pride, of jealousy. How can you help me deal with that? How can you help me handle that? 
See, the Apostle Paul wrote in Colossians chapter 3, he says this, put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. Fasting helps us become like him. We fast to say, hey, maybe I'm struggling in this area. I need help in this area. My relationships are falling apart. Maybe it's not everyone else. Maybe there's something that I need a real self-evaluation in looking at. When Paul says, put on your new nature, you're renewing your mind. It's this constant going back to the mirror and saying, hey, what do I need to adjust? What do I need to fix? What does God need to reveal himself in, in a way, in a capacity in my life? When we fast, we see very clearly what has its hooks in us. That's why important when, when Jesus talks about, but when you fast, because it's important. We're always combing through and saying, how can I become more and more like Jesus? We also fast to see what sustains you and look how that might hurt us and, and help us, be with us. We fast to see what sustains you. There's no other drive stronger than our food. We love food. When you have to give up something that you love, you can see that, man, it has a special place in the stomach. Fasting is one of those areas that we see, hey, what am I nourished by? In Matthew chapter 4, 4, Jesus is again in this, this different account of temptation. It says, but Jesus told him, no, the scriptures say people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. What are you sustained by? Some of us are sustained by this. If I can make a new purchase, I'll feel better about myself. If I can buy new clothes, my appearance, I'll feel better about myself. Some of us live and die by, hey, if they'll just give me words of acknowledgement, oh, I feel great about myself. I'll be sustained there. If they can just give me a nice compliment and, and tell me how well I've done, man. I remember when I first uh, was, started preaching and, and talking with people, I I would, uh, not, not just here, but any place, I, I'd go out there and, and people would, would walk by and they would say things like, hey, you know, like, great job today. Or one of my favorite comments is always like, man, you're getting a lot better. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, I don't know how to receive that. I was that bad? <laughs> like, and I remember there's been some moments, some heart issues that I had to evaluate to say, hey, is, is it by what other people say or is it by what God's saying in my life? Fasting reveals what we are sustained by. What's our true motive? Is our true motive to live and operate and say, hey, I want to be a follower of Jesus, so I'm going to do everything it means to follow Jesus? Or maybe that person that when culture and wind is blowing that way, I'm just going to go with culture in that way. We have to look and, and say, hey, what am I truly, really sustained by? 
What gets me up in the morning? What brings joy in my life? What gives me encouragement? What gives me the, the principle and point to talk to people and to be a disciple that makes disciple? What gives me the thinking that my God is, is a God that can do more than I can even imagine? See, in John 4.31, Jesus has a whole day of ministry, and his disciples, they, they go to town, and they're like, Jesus, you need to get some food, and, and this a whole ministry is taking place, and people are coming to know Jesus and the gospel and, and the new, essence, bread of life of what he's saying and teaching. And the disciples come, and they say, hey, Jesus, you need to get some food. And meanwhile, the disciples were urging Jesus, Rabbi, eat something in verse 31. And in verse 32, but Jesus replied, I have the kind of food you know nothing about. See, church, what's going to be our differential factor when we move through is being people against our, uh, uh, different from our neighbors or our coworkers is that our sustainability comes from Jesus and the spirit that he gives us, his Holy Spirit that's ever working and ever present in our life. Everything else kind of runs dry. Affirmation from people runs dry. Buying new things, the shiny new toy, that runs dry. Always hoping and searching that you get picked or you get selected and, and just thinking in that process of, man, if only I can achieve this kind of status, if I get this house, if I get this car, if I have this kind of family, all that is fleeting. We fast to see what truly is sustaining you right now. We also fast for balance in life. We fast to see, you know, how, how leveled out we are. Have you ever exerted a lot of energy in certain places and then you're wondering, man, why am I so irritated with family, with friends? Why am I so frustrated at certain points in life? I don't know about you, but I've been distracted numerous times. I've been distracted by people that I've neglected time with my kids. I've been distracted by work that I get consumed with approval. I search for comparison that I've lost confidence. I've been distracted by video games, movies, media that I've oftentimes gotten lazy. There's been times when I focus on the task that I miss out on the relationship or I focus on the relationship and I miss out on the responsibility. There's been my desires taking precedent over being romantic with my wife. There's been activities that I fill my busy schedule with and I lose time with God. What fasting does, fasting puts, puts us in this position to see what kind of balance we need to level out in our life. Am I full of energy when I come home or have that limited time with my family? Is something consuming me? Is something uh, uh, gripping me so tight that I, I don't really know what to navigate or how to navigate that certain situation. And, and I, I just say, okay, like I'm just gonna let it, I'm gonna let my calendar control me versus me controlling my calendar. First Corinthians chapter six, 
The Apostle Paul says this, you say, I am allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. And even though I'm allowed to do anything, I must not become a slave to anything. The point being is this, fasting reveals where we need to add balance in our life. I'm a big proponent when it comes to fasting. That's why we're going to be engaging in a 21-day prayer and fast. So I talked to you about the why. Now I want to talk to you about the how. When you've come in at your seat, you should have received one of these. We call this our 21-day prayer and fasting card. Everybody hold it up, wave it around like you don't care. There we go. Now, let me talk to you about the how. This is also at faithnfm.com. You can follow along. You can look at it. The first is this, when it comes to how to fast, number one thing you need to do, you need to pray about what you'll fast. Pray about what you will fast. Now, I'm hoping, maybe if you're new to fasting, you are a little more mature than I was when I was 18, and you're not like, hey, I'm going to give up ice cream and then replace it with cookies. Like, I'm hoping we're getting past that a little bit, but the truth of the matter is we all have a starting point. Maybe you've never fasted. So what I would do is, if you've never fasted, pray, God, what do you need me to do? What would you desire? What would you want for me in this time of prayer and fasting? We see in Ezra chapter 8, verse 23, it says, So he fasted and earnestly prayed that our God would take care of us, and he heard our prayer. Ezra was going through some times he needed some protection, he needed guidance. He needed favor with the king. So what's he do? He fasted specifically about that and prayed specifically about that. Fasting and prayer are very much tandem, hand in hand. When you look through the New Testament and it talks about fasting and there isn't prayer, oftentimes it's inferred and assumed that fasting is with prayer and prayer is with fasting. They, they, they go together. So a starting point is this. Lord, I need you to reveal to me what I need to possibly give over to you during this time. Start with simple prayer. We pray about what we need to pray and fast about. It's really that simple. Secondly is this, how to fast. Start small and go from there. Now, you can see on here, we try to give as much information as we possibly can on this little handout or online there's a lot more information but we have a diff we have a few different ways that we encourage people to fast start small we have four types we have a complete fast selective test partial fast even a soul fast now we take liberty on the soul fast because that kind of talks about you can see we say social media pool time maybe you've never fasted before i would encourage you to uh, start small. People ask me, well, hey, Pastor Blake, if I skip breakfast already, like, does that count as like skipping a meal? I would say, no, do something out of the, uh, out of the normal of your schedule. Do something different, but start small. Some people have been seasoned and maybe you've had the discipline of fasting in your life. Maybe it's been like, hey, you can do like a, a three-day absolute fast or maybe you do the Daniel fast and it's become a regiment for you, a, a discipline for you every year at a certain time. 
I would encourage you to start small. God, hey, how do you want me to start at this moment? Ecclesiastes 11.4 puts it this way, and I love this verse for almost a principle in life. It says this, farmers who wait for perfect weather never plant. If they watch every cloud, they never harvest. If you're waiting till you feel good, are perfect, in physically fit form, mentally ready, I'm telling you right now, you're not going to engage. And you're going to miss out for what God might have in store for you. Secondly, or thirdly, excuse me, is this, make it between you and God. I will seldom times just for schedule purposes tell my wife, hey, this is what I'm, I'm, I'm fasting just so she knows. But oftentimes I fast is most people don't know when I fast. I would encourage you to keep that perspective. It's not a pride thing, but it's also not like, hey, I'm going to puff up my, my chest and be like, look, I'm fasting. In fact, Jesus even speaks against that. He says this in Matthew chapter 6. He says this, and when you fast... Don't make it obvious, as hypocrites do, for they try to look miserable and are disheveled, so people will admire them for fasting. It becomes about self. It becomes about pride. It becomes about the way you look. I would say that whenever you're fasting, the whole idea is saying, God, less of me, more of you. Make it between you and God. God, what do, you, what do you want to work in my life? God, what do you want to teach me in this moment? How do you want to move in these next 21 days? And that leads me to number four. Anytime I've ever entered into a fast, when it comes to the how, you got to expect. My wife and I, We'll enter into a fast. We'll have a prayer journal and we'll write, hey, this is what I'm, I'm praying for. This is what I'm fasting over. She has hers and I have mine. And, and we step into these moments and, and 100% of the time, I'm saying, God, I know you can answer that. There's been times when God's answered that specifically. There's been other times where God's answered what I fasted and prayed about and he worked a different way. And I look back and I'm like, oh my goodness, only God. See, fasting positions us to hear an answer from God. Isaiah 58, nine says this, and then when you call, the Lord will answer. Church, God wants to answer you. God wants to work on your behalf. Let's believe for more this year. Let's trust in him for more this year. So we're going to conclude service with a song called Ask, Seek, Pray. I'm going to invite you to stand with us right now. And in this moment, be asking, be seeking, be praying. God, what do you want to do in these next 21 days in my life? Let's give this moment to him. Let's call on him. Church, God is still a God that can do so much more. Let's call on his name today. Hey, thanks for listening today. If you have any questions or would like to speak to someone concerning this message, we invite you to fill out our online communication card at faithnfm.com. And if you're able, we'd love to have you with us in person on Sundays at 9 a.m. or 1045 a.m or on the best night of the week for Wednesday prayer at 7 p.m. We're at 7101 Bayshore Road in North Fort Myers, just two miles west of I-75 at exit 143. 
Thanks again for listening.